Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen of Calvary Chapel Pearland. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. And Moses and Elijah's presence that were with him that validated him as proof that Jesus is the Messiah. A lot of Jewish people are not believing that right now. But this validated that, that he is the Messiah. And so Peter, he was so overtaken with what he saw. I mean, this was what just happened to him. He looked so different. He didn't know what to do. He had this impulsive response to do what? To build three tabernacles. To build three tabernacles. Now, this is where I, as a Gentile, struggle to get into the Jewish frame of mind. And why did he do this? What? Why was he thinking? What? What was he thinking? He wanted to make a tent or a booth for each one of them. Why? Because Peter had mistakenly thought that the final kingdom of Christ had come. He thought this is it. It's done. This is what he was talking about. It's over. He thought this was the time. Peter thought it was done and over with, and Jesus had arrived, that this was the end of everything as the world knew it. It's over with. Peter thought he was witnessing the fulfillment of Zechariah 14, 16, which says, uh, which talks about when the Messiah's worldwide reign is finally established. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. (laughs) Guys, this is big. You see how big it swelled up on us now, right? This is something we're all going to keep. And this particular passage is not talking about just the Jews keeping it. It's also talking about all the Gentiles, the non-Israelites, are going to keep it too. Because, let's see, it says, um, it says those that have come to fight against Jerusalem at this battle, at this battle all the armies are going to be destroyed by the, Messiah, by the Messiah in that day. But some of the people are going to survive, and those that survive will come to belief. There's going to be survivors that, that come to belief. And what are they going to do? What's the first thing they're going to want to do? They're going to want to keep the Feast of Tabernacles before the Lord their God. This is like big end time out there stuff. I, I just got to thinking about keeping the Feast of Tabernacles. Keeping the Feast of Tabernacles like the Jews do? Because they're going to recognize their Jewish king. And they're going to worship him the way he wants to be worshipped. And they're going to do it in the Feast of Tabernacles. Whoa. My head just went up. 
But so this is why Peter wanted to set up tabernacles. He thought the oppression of the Romans in his day, that political oppression that was coming against Jerusalem, that's the way he read it in his time. He thought that was the oppression that was these nations against Israel. So he was ready to jump into Zechariah 14, 6. That's what he thought it was, it was done. But guys, this has yet to happen with us and in in a, in a time for us yet to see. What Peter did not yet understand at that time was that Jesus had yet to go and die for the sins of the world on the cross. That's why it says in Mark, verse, uh, Mark 9, verse 6, let me repeat that. That's why it says in Mark 9, verse 6, it says that Peter didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to say. He just reacted, knee jerk. Let's just build some tabernacles. He's kind of reacting on what he thought the finality was that was going on. He was afraid of what he saw, and he just kind of coughed up with whatever came out. He was reacting, okay? But how interesting it is to know that even the Gentile survivors of this great big battle that's coming, even they are going to go to Jerusalem every year to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. These aren't Jews here that was talking about. It's talking about Gentiles, Gentile believers that came against Israel that survived and got a realization, I better serve my king the way he wants to be served. I'm asking my Christian friends today, when did we stop celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles? When did we forget about it? And shouldn't we pick it back up and serve our Lord God and worship and celebrate him the way he wants to be? Amen? So good. So today, a lot of uh, most Gentile believers, they don't hardly know the first thing about the Feast of Tabernacles or that they're supposed to be doing it every year when the Lord comes back. When he's going to come back, we're gonna, this is the way it's going to be all the time. We might as well celebrate it now because we're going to have to get used to doing it anyway. So what we're going to do this Saturday when we, when we celebrate it is get you ready for what you're going to be doing in the future anyhow. Are you starting to catch what this means? This is good stuff. One thing we try to do here is teach others how to be looking for Messiah Jesus. And this requires us at times to rediscover our lost identity with God. The things that we lost, the things that we forgot, and then we found it again. Like like I found that little action figure. Like when the Jews rediscovered it says they found the feast of tabernacles in the reading of the law i hope maybe for somebody that's going to hear this message you're just finding something that you're like wow now i have it back again and now i get to i get to enjoy it they discovered they rediscovered well they discovered the feast of tabernacles and they rediscovered a lost part of their identity with god so to all of you who are my gentile friends i hope you have found part of your identity with God that you've lost, now you can pick it back up. And you know, ever since I discovered this holiday myself, I have committed to celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles every year. Every year I do it. I've never let a year pass that I did not do it. Okay, so that's a great story, Ray. Thank you. Good, uh, good sermon. Amen. We'll see you next time. Okay, wait a minute. Somebody out there still maybe, where's the sparkly aha moment in this? <laughs> Um, what's the big kicker with why I should partake of the Feast of Tabernacles? Sometimes I like to give it one more kick just in case somebody's not there. Okay. Those of you 
that know me are asking what the Jesus parallel is in this. Here it is. The Jews sinned, and they, they were slave in Egypt. The Lord sent them a deliverer in Moses who saved them by God's power and led them out from that slavery towards the promised land. But there was a period of 40 years where they were going through the wilderness. They had not yet arrived yet to the promised land. They were still in that in-between place. They weren't home, but they weren't in the bondage anymore either. They were delivered from bondage, but not yet home. And so through all that 40 years, the Lord dwelled with his people in the tabernacle. He never left them. They weren't in bondage. They weren't home, but the Lord tabernacled with them. Parallel. All of us have sinned. All of us which made us a slave to bondage. But the Lord sent us a deliverer in Jesus, who by God's power offers to save you and lead you out from that slavery and towards the promised land ahead called eternal life. For those of you who have given your life to Jesus, you're going through this present period right now where you're not in that bondage of sin anymore, but you're not home either. You're not in heaven yet. We're still in that in-between place. But the Lord will never leave you. Having believed, the Lord dwells in you with His Holy Spirit. He tabernacles among us. I'm a saved believer. When I got saved, He indwelled my spirit. The Lord tabernacles with me. We are together. And so as we live in these temporary dwellings, I'm telling you guys, this body is not what it was, okay? And it's, it's getting its new things all the time. I can tell you it's temporary, okay? <laughs> this temporary dwelling is what I live in now. It's kind of like this body is not, is not made to withstand eternity. All of you know that. Now, the Israelites dwelled in sukkahs. They dwelled in temporary dwellings. Friends, we need to recognize that every material thing we have here on earth, while we are in between condemnation and heaven, it is all temporary. It is not going to last. None of it. Not your body, not your money. Nothing is going to last. It's very temporary. And so for some of you right now, today is, may be for you today, just like it was in Ezra's time. You're just now discovering something wonderful that had been forgotten in your faith. And you're realizing now that now you can reconnect closer with your identity with God. You're living in this temporary flesh dwelling. It is not going to last. Everything you have is not going to last. But the Lord God tabernacles and dwells you. And he's never going to leave you. And he will always provide for you. That is the reason why we are going to celebrate. And that's the reason why we do it every year. So that our kids will learn it and they'll pick it up. That's why God instituted this biblical holiday. And it is a fantastic time. So, I say rediscover your place with God. That he sees you as one of his own. And he provides for you even while we wander around in this wilderness that we're in right now before he gets us home. Now, I want you to know that uh, now that we can celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, we can also say, I have been delivered from sin. I belong to Messiah Jesus. 
In fact, Jesus said during the Feast of Tabernacles is what's fascinating. He said this in John 7, verse 37. He says this, on the last day, that great day of the feast, of the feast, what feast? Tabernacles. Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That comes from that tabernacling indwelling in you, that that will, it happens. That's the indwelling Holy Spirit. Okay, so check this out. It says that Jesus spoke out loud like it was a big announcement here, okay? And he said this during Sukkot. He said this during the Feast of Tabernacles. He spoke about God dwelling in us. God dwelling in us. That is a big fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles is when Jesus comes back to dwell with us. That's what we're looking for is his coming. And that's the fulfillment there. It's the ultimate fulfillment when he comes back. And when he comes back to dwell with us, ruling his kingdom from Mount Zion in Israel. Is that not worth celebrating? You bet it is. I'm ready to party right now. I'm ready to get, get, it, get after it. Guys, do y'all see what great things we have to look forward to in Messiah Jesus? It's just wonderful, everything ahead. I... Uh, I, I remember a man under the sukkah. I was with Dove Schwartz, my witness here. We were at a hotel. The hotel had a big sukkah outside in a dining area. It's like a sukkah, the, 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 the branches and the, the temporary stuff that they put like on terraces. You could go eat out there. And this Jewish man walked by, Dove probably remembers. He walked by, he goes, oh, I see you're eating under the sukkah. And Dove said, well, come under here and eat with us. And he said, I don't deserve I don't deserve to eat under the sukkah. And Dove said, well, I don't either. And he goes, but I know who made it possible so that we can, so that we can dwell with him. And he goes, I think he said something like, I think I know who you're talking about. And he came in, he sat with us, and Dove started presenting the gospel to him and told him about Messiah Jesus. And he was like right there, you know, he's like right on it. And this is hard to do, to share the gospel of Messiah Jesus to a Jewish person man in Israel. It's not easy, okay? He was so close. And he goes, you know, I like it, but how can I, how do I know I can trust it? And I jumped in, because I'm thinking Gentiles stay out of it. That's the Jewish thing. No, I jumped in, and I said, well, I got a verse for you. And I showed him where it said, and all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says, you will be. And he goes, I like that. And I believe he gave his life to the Lord right there, under the sukkah, during Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem is amazing. So friends, this coming Saturday in my backyard, I'm going to build a sukkah. And uh, I, I have a, a rabbi friend that uh, he said, you know what? He looked at it one time. I, I think I showed him a picture, seen him at the coffee shop. He goes, you know what? That is the best Gentile sukkah I have ever seen. So I have rabbinic approval. <laughs> so I invite y'all to come to my house. Saturday. We'll give you some details on about what the time, probably in the evening. We'll go into the, the night when it gets a little dark, I guess. We're going to celebrate our Lord dwelling with us. We're just going to have a good time.
There's not going to be any preaching, and we're just going to eat and party and do whatever we want. You know, just have a good time, and we're going to get in that sukkah and just dwell in there. And you're, there's going to be a hole in the top. You can look up to the stars, and we're going to make a very temporary dwelling. And we're going to we're going to celebrate our Lord dwelling with us as we are in this temporary dwelling, getting this picture of the temporary dwelling we're in but yet the Lord dwells in us. So I look at this temporary dwelling sukkah and I think this is what the Lord did for me. When I gave him the invitation, he walked in. Very temporary in here, but I'm with you. Okay, that's kind of the picture we're trying to present. So we're gonna get a vivid illustration of this by dwelling in an actual sukkah during Sukkot, just like the Bible tells us to do. The Bible said do it, so we're gonna do it, okay? And by the way, the word feast means eat. So y'all bring lots of food. We're calling it potluck or whatever. We don't believe in luck, so we call it pot blessing or something. I don't know what you want to call it. Pot what? Pot faith. Potluck, pot faith. There you go. I think we talked about that once. (laughs) We're so going to do this, guys. Um, Bring your potluck stuff. Bring hummus among us bring fruit. You can bring tacos if you want to, but do not bring any watermelon. Don't bring it. That stuff is satanic. It's evil. But now that you know about the Feast of Tabernacles, (laughs) now that you know about the Feast of Tabernacles, and this Saturday as we dwell in the sukkah, you'll see that it is a temporary flimsy very easy to blow over tent. Matter of fact, one year we had bad weather and I had to go hang on to it for, I think, a little while. It's very easy to blow over, very flimsy. But let that give you a new perspective of how the Lord God Almighty dwells in us. We are a temporary, flimsy, easy to blow over me saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Is that not worth celebrating? God with us. Are y'all ready to party Saturday? Especially after hearing this. It's going to be a good time. Um, Let's be ready to rediscover, maybe for some, a lost holiday that even we Gentiles get to jump into. Friends, in this church, we are looking for our Jewish Messiah, the Lord God. Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, the God of Israel, that most churches have forgotten about and they're not even talking about. And it's weird to them. And it freaks them out, but we're going to do it. We're going to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles as we look for Messiah Jesus to come again and being thankful that He indwells us until that time when we get there. Amen. I look forward to seeing you Saturday in the sukkah. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there now. Some of y'all like to hog the sukkah up, share it, let other people rotate in. I'm just playing. (laughs) Stay in as long as you want. I'll let y'all fight for your own spot. Um, So anyway, hog samak, happy holiday, and I look forward to seeing you Saturday, weather permitting. We're going to do communion right now. Dove and Hank, could I have y'all pass elements out today that are right back there? I think this is a good day to do Uh, communion. I ran a little long last Sunday, so we didn't do communion time, but this is a good time to do it today, especially as we think about the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, guys, the Lord did not have to tabernacle with us at all. He could have said, you know what, you blew it. 
I gave you your shot, you blew it, and uh, I'm moving on. You're, you're going to be condemned. Uh, I'll just do something else. But he didn't do that. He stuck it out with us. He was patient with us. It was like when rain ran away from Hank for whatever reason. Hank went after her. The Lord Jesus came after us because he never wants to leave us alone to ourselves. He wants to dwell with us. He wants to tabernacle among us and stay with us. If you have not given your life to the Lord yet, let me give you the gospel while they're passing it out. Father, forgive me. I have sinned. I, I, am, I violated your law. And your law says that I have to be condemned for that. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, my Messiah, who died on the cross in my place and took the penalty upon himself so that I don't have to take the penalty upon me so that I can be saved. Lord, I give you my life. I submit to you. You are now my Lord. You are now my Savior. Thank you. And as your word says that you will come and indwell me with your Holy Spirit, thank you for tabernacling with your people. Tabernacle with me, Lord God. And Lord, I look forward to this holiday where I get that perspective as I dwell in a flimsy, weak tent easy to destroy, easy to knock over. But that's what you've done for me, Lord God. Thank you for this time together, Lord. We ask your blessing as we get ready to take communion. In 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat this bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat, for as often as you eat this bread, And drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until what? Until he comes. We're going to be tabernacling together in the Feast of Tabernacles, celebrating the Lord tabernacling among us as we look for him to come. Let's drink. Father, we thank you. What a story. And Lord, I know I didn't even hardly scratch the surface. Lord God, I know there's more to discuss. Lord, I know there's more to study. Lord, I know you have so much more in there that I even know what to discuss and talk about. But thank you, Lord, that you did it. You did it for me. I've got the rest of my life to learn more. And Lord, some people who may have just heard about this today and just now realizing the significance of it today, they can now build on this story and discover more. That every year we're going to do this. Because when, you, when you're back and it's all done, we're going to be doing it anyway. We want to get used to it now, and we're thankful, Lord God, that you have given your people this. I'm thankful that you let the the stranger like me come in too. You're a good God. You're just good. Thank you for being so good to us. May we tell our friends about it that don't know this biblical holiday. They're celebrating the secular holidays that are nowhere in your books. Lord, may we show them that you have holidays you have prescribed that are fun too. Just thank you, Lord. Lord, I look forward to everyone coming and us having a good time together as we think of you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. You are not worthless. You're priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen of Calvary Chapel Pearland. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.